0: Okay, in Ottawa next, big CRTC hearings are uh, taking place, and uh, normally when a body like the CRTC gathers, it's kind of But uh, over the next nine days uh, with the decisions the CRTC makes uh, could actually help all of us when it comes to our cell phone bills. Let's get in our tech expert Adam Oldfield, who joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, Adam, have you just been uh, glued to day one of these hearings?
1: You can't my eyes away from all of that chatter. What's happening on CRTC talks? I get super excited. It's like wondering what will happen next when it comes to sell bills, and and when will they drop even more?
0: Yeah, well, let's talk a bit about this and break it down because what they're debating and talking about right now is letting some lesser-known companies who are being referred to as "quote unquote" mobile disruptors let them into the market and take away, uh, or at least to provide a little more competition to the so-called uh, big three. Do you think if they let these mobile disruptors in that it's going to make a difference?
1: Absolutely. Of course it would. In fact, I think it would just rattle and shake in many ways and in a positive way for the consumer uh, to, be st- to start with. Uh, let me just begin. Even before we get less expensive sell rates and data plans, the big thing is, you know, with, with opening up that, that massive economy with respects to options to purchase, you're going to see new incentive plans, new marketing materials. That's going to be a driving force when something comes into the market. We saw that with a company, if you remember, called Wind, when Wind came into the picture and they were invested heavily and we saw how they marketed themselves. And I believe if we had a lot of these mobile virtual network groups that are uh, on the table for possibly getting approved, it would really shake up the whole Canadian industry. We don't have enough mobile providers to do what we need. and. Following that, the, what you and I have spoke about before, 5G is the future. Giving that the economy of having multiple options in the market is going to hopefully and truthfully be the way that we would allow them to invest. That investment would be now spread out versus hoping three big players can make it work, we would have a lot of options on the table to choose from.
0: Okay, but isn't this David versus a Goliath? You got these three big Goliath corporations which are uh, really kind of uh, ruling uh, the cell phone of business in this country, and you mentioned a win, so you let a few more of those into the uh, marketplace. Uh, what's to stop, say, Bell, Rogers, or TELUS uh, doing some sort of simple math and calculation and going, you know what, if we have to drop our prices by this much to compete with the likes of a win, we're going to lose this much uh, money and this many customers, so we'll just do a quick calculation and actually just buy that company up.
1: Well, that would be definitely a possibility. And we've seen that in the airline industry, right? Where we talk about, you know, Swoop taking out half of the new airlines that are on the market because they lower their price. And, and that's right now in debate, which we're, uh, you know, going to find out what, where that takes us. But yeah, I believe that having a lot of options to open up would be very likely that they would, they being uh, Bell, Tellus and Rogers, would say, well, why don't we just buy our competition? Here's the thing. They wouldn't be allowed to. So if the CRTC does, open up and mandate that these mobile virtual options that could come to market would be limited to allow to operate, establish before they would be purchased. That much I know. And so it would be a timeline before they would be able to uh, be gobbled up, if you will. This is not like the internet where we see a startup and Google goes, wait a minute, that sounds like a great idea. I'll buy them. What I can see is that mobile providers in this size would be able to bring in that value like we discussed, lowering those data plans, but even more so partnerships, we could probably see the David Goliath, as you, as you brought up, the capability of them partnering in a lot of different areas. As an example, they might be able to leverage themselves with an incubator or a small business to help uh, that startup industry. Um, that would help diversify and bring uh, less costs for startup companies that would be looking to save money. This is such a great opportunity. I believe that if the CRTC doesn't allow it, it's going to spell a direction for Canada to definitely go down the wrong path when it comes to using data and mobile providers at a cost we'll never be able to accomplish. And to be globally competitive, that is.
0: Well, isn't the concern also the so-called mobile disruptors? I mean, are they big enough uh, to really take these three on when it comes to price? Because I would think when it comes to economies of scale, the, the big three have got that in their corner. They're the ones that could provide this at a lesser cost per person, not these smaller companies who are trying to build and grow and quite frankly uh, need a capital. So uh, I'm wondering if we truly want to see cell phone bills drop in this country, do we need to really open it up to some of the big players like uh, an AT&T and such?
1: Well, you know, we saw that with Virgin. When when we saw that the original in- investment of Virgin wanted to come to market, and they were they were pretty much pushed out. And it was it, they just said, forget it. I'm not interested in wanting to invest in the country. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, now, when we see the ability to, yeah, break it up and give the, you know, does AT and T come in? And let's let's be clear. If Google came in uh, as it's doing in the United States and said they're going to have their Google Wi-Fi, which is their provider or their uh, data plan come into Canada, and they were able to use that that virtual internet slash mobile capability, um, man, I'll tell you, it would probably like uh, taking that sidewalk labs to a whole new level. Uh, I think it would uh, create a massive investment. We'd see areas like Thunder Bay, uh, London, uh, little like uh, northern communities really be able to provide and see that growth of having better cellular, better mobile, better data, in much remote areas, which is right now one of the biggest hindrances. These areas are still living off of this small dial-up data or their cell plans don't operate properly. That's a big issue, and it has to change.
0: Just finally, is there any estimate if the CRTC does open things up and allow these mobile disruptors, do we know by how much Canadian cell phone bills could be expected to uh, decline?
1: You know what? That's a million-dollar question, but I have a business in the U.S. as I do in Canada. And I can tell you right now, I play for a plan. I have an AT&T plan. And to give everyone a bit of a perspective, I pay $40 U.S., so that's about, what, 60 bucks, Canadian, 50. But I pay $40 U.S., and that gives me unlimited data, unlimited calling, North America, USA, Canada, Mexico, uh, unlimited texting worldwide for $40. So would that be a player that would be able to drop the cost? I would say 100%. And it would allow, again, that, that feasibility of saving up to 60 to, I hear costs are so high when they add up all those features, it really does play a role in the pocketbook. So, yeah, I think it will be able to lower those prices and we'd be able to see a lot better uh, value for money.
0: Joined by our tech expert, Adam Oldfield. Adam, uh, happy uh, anniversary to uh, YouTube as well, since we've got you on the line here. on, uh, actually, Valentine's Day, February 14th. They celebrated their 15th anniversary. Can you maybe just put into some sort of context on this uh, milestone what YouTube uh, has done and how they've uh, kind of changed the game?
1: Well, it changed the game in a way that has revolutionized entertainment. And if you really look at it where Netflix is the streaming gods right now, YouTube is very much, not to say this uh, lightly, behind them from the subscription component. But when you take this company for 15 years of operation, I mean, it was making $250 million 15 years ago. In its first couple years, it tried to actually, It's very interesting story to see that that they went to Yahoo, tried to actually sell the whole Google network and they bought it. Google ended up buying uh, YouTube for 1.5 billion. And now today it makes $15 billion a year. A year. So for 15-year-old, this teenager has been able to entertain, obviously keep it a, a leading market for the millennials. It is one of the most top-watched networks online. It is also the second largest search engine next to Google. If you can believe it, people go to Google, then they go to YouTube to search for whatever it is they're looking for. So to, to do that in such a short period of time is really astronomical. Now the rules are changing, and we're going to see a future of YouTube where it takes us is going to be quite interesting. They're playing the game a lot differently. They're making a lot of heroes and I would say celebrities out of nobodies. Uh, And out of that, they've been able to elevate that new wave of where our entertainment's coming from. So in the next 15 years, it's going to be very interesting to see where YouTube takes us. And obviously, for the sake of free streaming, uh, it's one of the best sources that we can be able to learn how to put a electrical panel together. It is still the most <laughs> how-to-do lesson uh, online right now.
0: Yeah, what other medium could launch the likes of Justin Bieber, plus tell me how to fix my toilet? I mean, it's and beautiful.
1: It's all in the same <laughs> sequence on autoplay. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Adam, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. There goes our tech expert, Adam Oldfield.